Hey everyone, welcome to Mamacita, your weekly mama date where we discuss all things momming while Latina. Hi, I'm Wendy. I'm currently a stay-at-home mom by day and flamenco dancer and writer by night. I live in the suburbs. I'm raising two bicultural children. I'm from El Salvador, but grew up in Los Angeles in a very traditional Latin household. And I'm Alex. I'm a single mom of a fabulous five-year-old girl. I'm an artist, actress, and dancer living in LA. My life is not so traditional. We've been friends for over 13 years, and trust us, figuring out motherhood is way more fun with your fellow Mamacitas. Mamacitas, we are talking about religious upbringings. My big generalization is that Latin mamas, then and now, have felt a great cultural pressure to participate in some kind of religious practice. Yes. So how Catholic are you really? Jumping right in, I didn't really know what the Hail Mary meant until I had children and became a mom. <laughs> Santa Maria, Madre de... Yo sé, yo sé. <laughs> that one, that's the one that I really like, and that's the one I have prayed over and over and over again as I'm having my C-sections, having my babies, because oh. that whole prayer is about blessing, you know, the fruit of your loins. Yes, I said loins again. <laughs> No, you know what? Oh my I God. had to. No, no, no. It's fine. ¿Cómo es? ¿Cómo va? Hold on. Dios te salve, María, llena eres de gracia. That. El Señor es contigo. Bendita tú eres entre todas las mujeres y bendito, bendito es el fruto, fruto de, de tu, tu vientre, vientre, Jesús. Yes, that one. Bendito es el fruto, fruto de, tu de tu vientre. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> bendito es el fruto de tu vientre. So oh, that, you know I pray I don't know over why, and over and over but again. But that just made me a little bit like emotional right now. Yeah. Wow. I have that effect on you. Oh my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it really, it like brought back memories. Of what? Uh, like everything. I don't know. Just, I haven't done that prayer in a very long time. So that's one I really like because I like Mary and I like that she has had a baby. She's a mother. Yes, she's a mother. And mothers. She is a the mother. Mo- mothers are <laughs> love. Right. Okay, so I'm not religious. Okay, but you grew up Catholic. Yes. Culturally, I'm Catholic. So I believe that all religions are true. If a religion brings you happiness, comfort, community, and a set of guidelines that aligns with your lifestyle or helps you to live your best life, then awesome. Practice and preach. But I myself don't go to church. I didn't grow up in the church. I am culturally Catholic because as a good Latina, that's what we do. That's who we are. It's part of our identity. It's ingrained in how we are raised, our values, the lives that we lead, the guilt trips we get from our mothers and grandmas. Um, in fact, there's a funny story. Um, I wasn't baptized until I was seven. And uh, we all know what happens to unbaptized babies, right? If they die, they go to purgatory. I don't believe that. And I don't think yeah, my parents... Yeah, neither. <laughs> at all. Yeah. And I don't think my parents believe that either. But at some point, I think my mom got guilt tripped into baptizing me. Okay. So my parents had a lot of personal conflict in their marriage at that time. Mm-hmm. And they could not agree on who the godparents would be. Mm-hmm. Right? So I got baptized twice. <laughs> is that <laughs> even allowed? No, is it is not. Allowed? Let me Let me continue with the story. All right. So my Wendy mom, breaking the rules. <laughs> Qué it's raro. Not my fault. <laughs> All right. So my mom picked a set of padrinos and my dad picked a set of padrinos and I got baptized twice. But <laughs> the padrinos <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. 
sorry, sorry. I'm culturally Catholic. Uh, okay. okay, I didn't say. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so one set of padrinos did not know about the other set of padrinos. <laughs> okay, welcome to the Catholic Church. <laughs> so my parents lied in a holy rite, and then they asked their seven-year-old child to lie for her whole life. No. Yes. Freaking way. I think. Hold on. This is one of those. Your mama said, what? What? <laughs> what? She said, no le digas. <laughs> we're in church. But this is the lie that we're going to tell. This is the no story. And we're esto ya sucedió el fin de semana pasado. <laughs> wait, wait, no. It was was like, it really like that close together? I think so. Maybe not. I don't know. In the pictures, in one, I have like really messed up bangs that my mom <laughs> cut that's a whole other episode of like oh my moms god. with straight hair and daughters with curly hair they just don't get it but oh anyway. my god that is another episode yes. yes but can we please post on our instagram pictures of our um like first communions baptism yes. whatever because those are hilarious pictures both. okay because i have those and then the secret will be out <laughs> of the bag <laughs> <laughs> i love this so much okay continue. no one's gonna no one's gonna know because that's not, not really on Instagram. Our, yeah, that's yeah. not our... Actually, my mom's on Instagram. That's not really our audience. My cousins are on Instagram. They're going to be like, hey, did you know <laughs> Wendy has another set of padrinos? Anyways, whatever. It, it's it like is a million years ago. Yeah. Okay, so what I was going to finish with is that, yes, they lied. I lied. And so because this is all a sin... I think that nullifies my baptism. I don't think I'm baptized because we lied about it wow. twice. That's what do you crazy. all think? So that was your baptism. Yes. Did you have a first communion? No. So I did not have a first communion, but I did eat the body of Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to laugh about this. By the way, I, you guys, we are not no trying to be disrespectful at all. Not at all. At all. Like no, really. We're just being honest yes. and kind of just laughing about it. But um, we're laughing about the way we grew up. I mean, that's kind of what this about, podcast yeah, is it, about. It's more about like laughing at our parents and the the society and culture and all that. Yes. But with all respect, okay. So continue. Totally. So, so I was I did not have a first communion, but at one point I did eat the body of Christ, and my mom knew I didn't have my first communion. And I asked, can I go take the wafer? And she was like, yeah, go ahead. You know, that reminds me. You know how like you have to go to confession, mm -hmm. especially if you haven't been to church in a long time or whatever, before you go and take la comunión. My mom was just like, it's okay, just go. <laughs> <laughs> I love how our moms just kind of bend the rules. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. It's fine, just go. Yeah. Yeah, so I only did that once because I was curious and I'm like, well, everybody else gets to take this wafer. Like, is it sweet? Is it crunchy? Is it tasty? What does it taste like? What does the body of Christ taste like? When I have the blood too? Because that <laughs> looks real good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Oh, Wendy, the food and wine expert. Yes. She's like, well, I need to taste everything. It's that, for research, you guys. That is when the food and wine obsession started. No, I'm just kidding. But that, <laughs> that would be a great connection. Thanks for That's that. That's funny. Writing that in my memoirs. All right. Um, okay, so I was baptized. I did my first communion. I did not do my confirmation. But then I like skipped over and got married in the church. Yeah, why? We just thought it would be nice. I like tradition. Yeah. So this, it's this like it's, word, it's tradition. Beautiful. Like tradition. I like the feeling of ritual. 
-hmm. but I'm really not religious. I probably wouldn't have done that if it weren't for the priest at the church. It was just, I don't know, it felt right. So we're like, all right, we're going to get married in the church. And then he baptized my daughter. That's nice. Yeah, like I thought it was really nice, you know, just to have that. And we have the pictures and... It was more about like the tradition. Yeah. It really was not about the religious part of it. I really love that you use that word tradition because that's why I say I'm culturally Catholic. Because it's a tradition. Yes. And I love that you also use the word ritual because I think our lives are full of rituals. And the Catholic rituals are kind of ingrained in all of us in some way, whether you acknowledge that it's a Catholic ritual or not. You know, every time you're thankful... You know, maybe that's like a little bit of a prayer or anytime you say, <laughs> you know, you grew up with this. Si Dios quiere. Si Dios quiere. Every day of my life, like 25 yeah. million times a day, I would say something to my parents and my parents would be like, bueno, si Dios quiere. Yeah. And I would just take it as is. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, a habit. And, it's and a that's, ritual, and that's a habit. in so many cultures. Yeah. And you're right. Like you just, it's part of your speech just every day. Mm-hmm. without really thinking about what it actually means. So I started thinking about it. And later on, I started challenging my parents and be like, bueno, no, no solo si Dios quiere. Si yo quiero, carajo. Yeah. <laughs> like I also have a say, and I think God tells us if we don't help ourselves, he can't help us. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what scripture that is because I'm not going to pretend to know, but I feel like he wants to empower us. Okay, I have three questions for you that I just yeah. thought of. Number one, do you believe in God? Yes. Me too. Definitely believe in God. Do you pray? Yes. Do you pray like every day? And do you do like the prayers that we were taught? No. Or you just do your own thing? So I consider myself very spiritual. And by that, I mean that I believe in the soul. And I actually grew up reading stuff like Deepak Chopra, Gary Zukav, and lately a lot of Eckhart Tolle. Wait, you grew up? Yes. So my brother is a... almost 10 years older than me. Okay. And so he had all these books when he was a teenager, you know, that he pretended to read, but I actually read and then kept reading That's as amazing. I grew up. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so for me, when I pray, because I do pray every night, it's to the universe. <laughs> no, don't laugh because universe, I do the same thing. Yeah. So the universe for me is God. God is the universe. Everything that is around us is God. I 100% agree. Third question. Have you read the Bible? Because I have not. Yeah. I believe in God, but I agree with you. I believe in like the universe. Mm -hmm. I believe in the soul. I believe in energies. And yes, I pray to the universe, whatever people want to call it. God, lo que sea. I definitely pray. So my kids, they're growing up without a formal religion, without the guilt and hangups of being Catholic, recognizing and respecting all the faiths that we encounter, because we encounter many different faiths, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at school, friends, family even, you know, and hopefully someday they will read all the books so that they know all of the stories. Because I think that all these religious books are amazing literature and all the characters that we see in movies and television and in secular books are somehow based in these archetypes. So as literature, I think they're a great education. And so I'm hoping my kids will do that. Um, But I think a lot of the times parents maybe place religion on children, well-meaning, right? Because they want to teach them 
good versus evil, um, you know, the morals, yeah, morals values, and all that. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There are so many good lessons. But then they don't teach them to also question all of these things. And to think on their own. Yeah. Or really have a connection. So what do you and tell Sophia about religion right now? We don't talk about religion. We talk about God. We pray every night. Together? Every, together. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. We get into bed and we pray. We pray to God. We pray to the universe. We give thanks. I'm really on top of her about being grateful. Yeah. And you know what? You bring that up. And I just remember my dad would drive me to school every day um, because my mom would leave for work earlier. Mm -hmm. And he taught me the song, Demos Gracias al Señor. I think it's a Mm -hmm. hymn from church, which we did not attend, but he just liked that one. (laughs) And it's basically a song of gratitude, right? And so every morning on the way to school, we would sing this song throughout all of elementary school, junior high, high school, Whenever I started driving myself or somebody else drove me, that, that's when it stopped. But we would uh-huh. always sing it. And I mm. love that because now I've carried on that practice with my son. So I drive him to school and Alouette is in the car too because she's a baby and so she has to go everywhere with me. Yeah. And we don't sing this song, but we do give thanks. And so we talk on the way to school and we say like, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for the trees. I'm grateful yeah. for my friends at school. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. And it's a great practice. So for me... What I got, I guess, from religion from my dad is just a sense of gratitude, you know, and practicing that. And I know that people do these gratitude journals, which are super helpful for mm-hmm. health and psychological purposes. Um, so we, we, I just grew up doing that. And I feel like that has changed my life completely because in all aspects of my life, I've always been very grateful. And that's something yeah. that you do have to teach your kids about. What I can say that I got from my religious upbringing is knowing that there is something sacred, that there is something bigger than us, because I still do believe that I don't go to church. I don't follow all the, you know, religious rules or whatever, but I definitely believe that there is something greater than us. And like I said, we pray every night, we give thanks, we ask for protection, we ask for guidance. And that's something that I I did get from my mom because... I do believe that when my mom prays, it works. She would pray for something and it would happen. So that is something that I got from her. And I do that too. Like I'll pray, I'll manifest things (laughs) and they happen. I'm 100% a believer in that, in the power of prayer and the power that we have. Yeah. Do you have any stories or thoughts or comments about sex? Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do I breathe? Hey, sex is beautiful. Yes. I'm just... (laughs) We're not talking about that today. We're talking about religious upbringing. (laughs) No, because I feel like so much religion is like you have sex to procreate and like that's it. But sex is an expression of yourself like anything else it's a way to express yourself did somebody get laid recently (laughs) please put this in (laughs) did somebody perhaps i have been expressing myself lately (laughs) no but the reason i brought up sex is because i was brought up thinking that sex was a bad thing and i think a lot of that has to do with religion Obviously, Thoughts, like the ready, big, set, go. Yeah, the biggest stereotype 
of the Latina woman in film, in literature, basically around the world, I think is the virgin whore complex, right? They either see Latinas are super passionate and like this whore who just like, you know, it's all in your face, wearing red, she's a flower in her hair. But that's not the woman you want to marry or Or the one that you want to mother your kids. It's the santa. The virgin. Yeah. Who's like, you know, es la... Super inocente. No, la protagonista de la telenovela. La pendeja. (laughs) She's like the one... The protagonist of the telenovela, if you've ever watched any soap operas in Spanish, there's always the good one. She's the virgin. And then there's the sexy one. The virgin one's crying in every episode. She's like, (laughs) 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 no matter what happens, she's always crying. And then there's the one I wanted to be, which was the bad girl, right? Because she just laughs in everyone's face. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like know that. why. I always think of like Itati Cantoral. Yes. Right. She's the best we, bad she, She's amazing. And there's so many memes about her. Because like, she's, she's so, so awesome, right? Yeah. Okay. We got to share some memes. Yes. But that, I think, is the biggest, like when you think of sex and Catholicism, it's that. It's the virgin and the whore, right? When people stereotypically think of the Latin woman, they think of like super fiery or, you know, the girl at church every day. Baking cookies for God. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no real person. Because the reality is that we all have both of those. Right, in of us. course. And that's okay. And it's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. We have a light and a dark. Yeah. And we have to accept that and not feel shame. Exactly. Shame. That's a huge one. Yeah. Right. Guilt. That's all control. And the way you control the women is by telling them that their bodies are horrible, they're sinful, you should not do anything with your bodies unless you're making other people, you feel guilty and shitty about it, and that's it. This is How horrible is that? Yes. Oh my is, God. This is control. It's you see, the, I will never shame my daughter. No. This is the patriarchy at work, completely. Catholicism. Wow. Sex and women. I mean, I'm sure there's a million books about it, lots of papers, and it's basically that. I mean, that's my whole big beef yeah. with religion in general. I love it as literature. I love it as tradition. I love it as ritual. If it works for you, wonderful. For me, eh, I'm good. Yeah. I'll stay home on Sunday. Let me ask you something. Does your husband believe in God? So, I'm not sure... Because <laughs> have you talked to your husband? Have you met him? <laughs> well, we've, no. only, we've only been together for like 13 years, as long as I've known you. Yeah. Actually, we talked about this very early on, and he's very open about his upbringing. His father was raised Jewish. His mom uh, was raised Irish Catholic, and she actually wanted to be a nun and studied to be a nun, but then decided that she really wanted to have children, so she abandoned that pursuit, went back to college, met her future husband. They got married. Then they moved to California and became what is or was known, I'm not sure because I don't follow this, uh, Lemarians. And so my husband and his sister were baptized Lemarian. And this is kind of like a new age type of religion. Okay. Um, I can't say that I know too much about it. There is a book. I started reading it, but I was really busy that year. <laughs> so I didn't finish it. Wendy, 
I love you so much. <laughs> the honesty. <laughs> so I still have it. I'll read it at some point. And then we'll let you know. And then I'll let you know what I think about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and so when we met, it was funny because we could relate to each other on all these levels. I didn't have to explain to him, you know, who Deepak Chopra was or <laughs> what, you know, the soul and the earth school were about or yeah. <laughs> any of that stuff. Or, you know, if I talked about the ego and what the ego, like he knew. He understood yeah, all that. he knew all that because that's how he grew up. And so for me, it, it's worked out well. Am I going to do this with my children? I'll give them the information they need. And then they can decide for themselves if they're going to follow or they're just going to learn it from an intellectual point of view. Both pursuits are great. If you're yeah. going to learn about it because you want to know the stories, wonderful. If you want to learn about it because you want to experience these for a while and see what that feels like, great. Do you. As long as you're happy and you're being a good person. If you're becoming a good person, then it's working. And I think that's what most religions try to teach you, right? They try to give you a guide for your life to be a good person. Like, yeah, exactly. Don't be They're... shitty to other humans is basically the moral of all the stories. Of all the stories, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think we just need to act from a place of love. That's that's how I try to live my life and what I try to teach Sophia. Just love and do good. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't grow up very religious, but my mom has this one cousin who is super religious. And I can't remember if it's like Seventh-day Adventist or, you know, one of these other uh, sectors of uh, Christianity. Mm -hmm. But she invited us to church one day. And so the kids went to one room and the adults went to the main hall to listen to the sermon. And I remember I was wearing my very cool sweater that had a cow on it. <laughs> it said moo. <laughs> What? Okay. okay. First of all, why Please did they make explain? Hold on. Rewind. What? Okay, so I had I was wearing a sweater. And wait, how I, old were you? I was probably like eight or nine. Oh, okay. okay. I was I, I was picturing like <laughs> no the kids' room and the adults' room. Oh, got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Listen to the story, Alex. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so first, let's talk about why they made a sweater. That says with, moo. With a cow on it that says moo for little girls. <laughs> and second of all, why? <laughs> sorry. I make myself crack up. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm so obnoxious. I make myself up. <laughs> so then why did I have it in black and turquoise? <laughs> And this is why I love Wendy, you guys. <laughs> so I had this black. The level of dorkiness. Okay, I had she had black. it in both colors. Yes. Okay. With a cow and it said moo on it. And so I'm sitting in this kid's room. And, I'm and you're like the coolest kid yes, ever. I feel so cool because all these dorks go to church every Sunday. <laughs> and you're like, but moo. I, exactly. I'm like the cool kid who's like, moo. <laughs> Moo, moo, moo. All right, and then what happens? So then I'm sitting there, and we're listening to the kids' sermon. And guess what happens? This is the first time this has ever happened to me at that point in my life. I'm sitting next to Diego. Ooh. Diego, if you're out there. Hello. Diego. I remember I, you. I love that name. Can we just have a moment? Diego. So Diego. It's a sexy name. 
Diego, I remember you. Call me. You will not remember me, but this was the first time this happened to me. Okay. Why am I the- a little scared right now? <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> the afraid. Yod. Do you remember this classic move? Move. <laughs> <laughs> La vaca. Move. <laughs> Why are we so obsessed with cows in Latin culture? There's like that song about the move. Move. Mm, La vaca. Okay, sorry. So, anyways, so he went like move. this. We're we're there. Okay, and he goes like this. He starts yawning, and his hands go up above his head, and his arms go around, and then he puts his arm around me, because I'm wearing the coolest sweater in the room. Were you wearing the turquoise one or the black one? I think it was the black. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh, sexy. So he puts his arm around me, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and then we just continued listening to the sermon. I thought you were going to say you said moo. I wish. No. I was just like, ooh, this boy boy. likes me. He put his arm around me, and now we're listening to the sermon. Church is so cool. Church is the best. (laughs) So, and I can't remember if we went back again the next week or like way later, but that didn't happen again. And Hmm. I don't know why maybe you weren't wearing the sweater it was the sweater right? it was the sweater or it was the whole virgin whore thing and he was like well she just let me put my arm around her the first time i met her maybe <laughs> maybe that's what all boys <laughs> thought about me later on in life and <laughs> this explains that so much answer so many questions <laughs> who do you oh. therapy when you can just talk about yourself to a bunch of strangers. This is amazing. You guys, if you've ever experienced anything like this, please let us know. We want to hear your stories. This is hilarious. Oh my God. Got five minutes. You five got a funny minutes. story? Come on. Think deep and hard. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, this is not a funny story, but you know what I just remembered? I was one of those little altar helpers for a while at church. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were an altar helper. Yeah. I don't know. What are they called? You're an altar boy. <laughs> this, this explains so many <laughs> I get it. The world makes sense. Alex was an altar boy. I was an altar boy. <laughs> I knew it. No, but seriously, I was. You were an altar boy. There are no altar girls. I was. Hello, my name is Alex. (laughs) Hi. How? I was an altar boy. You can't be an altar boy. Yeah, you can. No, there are no altar. Are there altar girls? I have no idea. This is the girl telling you this who never went to church. You never went to church. So there were girls who were also altar boys? I was. I don't remember if there were other girls, but I was. What did you have to do? You know, you put on the little white robe thingy Uh and then you like, you sit up there and you're, you're an altar boy, Uh whatever, you know, move stuff around, help out during service. I did that. Okay. Was anyone else an altar boy? Please let us know. If you were a girl, were you a girl altar boy? (laughs) Is there another one? Do you say altar girl? I've never heard of altar girl. I've only ever heard of altar boy. Well, listen, clearly... 
we all break the rules. You had the body of Christ without having communion. I was baptized twice. uh, You baptized twice. I was an altar boy. Okay, they're just... Just going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) So, mamacitas, do you feel or have you felt pressured or guilt-tripped into practicing a religion? Do you see your religious practice as a way to teach your Latin culture and less about the actual religion? Will you give your kids the autonomy to choose? Share your thoughts. On the next episode of Mamacita! Food for Thought. This is a podcast about starting conversations, so share your thoughts. Leave us comments. Send us pictures of your mama date. Mama Cita. Mama date. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mamacita Podcast. New episodes out every Friday, so don't forget to subscribe. And if you like what you heard, please give us five stars and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Mamacita Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf and Alexandra Rosso. Edited by Alexandra Rosso. Our sound engineer is Scott Wolf, and our theme song is based on Drume Negrita, a Cuban lullaby, arranged and recorded by Scott Wolf. Also, check out our Mamacita blog by Wendy Castellanos-Wolf. Find that and more at mamacitapodcast.com. Do you know that Alex was an altar boy? Uh, uh, uh. We did it!